Upward I look and see him there Who made an end of all my sin Because a sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on him On him and me. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. And for all of you folk out there, this is a special episode brought to you by multiple podcasts. So uh, I've been graciously invited onto two other shows as I have their guests with me today, and we are talking through a particular topic as uh, pertains to the particular day that this show is dropped on. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to my guests, and I'm going to let them kind of take it away from here. I have Ezra Reads the Law with Chris, and I have Thomas with Redeemed Meditations. Hello. Hello, everybody. Is that, is that, that, your, was it, that was that, that was, was the jingle. That was your That's how you. That's how you start your show. <laughs> I say hello, everybody. Was I actually supposed to do the jingle there? My name's uh, Christopher Roman Orea. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ezra's Undying Meditations. I don't know. We wanted to try to mash the names. Special, uh, I, yeah, special show for the evening. <laughs> special mashup extravaganza. Happy uh, Happy Reformation Day. It's happy Christmas. Day. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy, Oh my goodness, <laughs> Thomas, would you like to? I can't save this. <laughs> Show's already doomed. We're not even two minutes oh, in. No, oh no. <laughs> yeah, what up, everybody? Um, it's <clears throat> yeah. You you've pretty much already heard from the two other people on the podcast. It's um thomas sandow with redeem meditations and um yeah the, the this is everybody else yeah and and we've all been on each other's shows right i think we've all mm-hmm. been on guests on and you guys have been on my show i've been on your show unfortunately yeah. for thomas i was his lowest listened episode ever dude Dude, I, I'm not gonna even lie. Like, even the feed, the feedback that has Alex on it, it's not. It, it's it's even the lowest. <laughs> like, oh, nobody nobody wants to hear me anymore. I'm like, I'm like trying to watch my listens and track my my like my reach with my shows, and I'm just I'm just not getting anywhere. I am just dead. It's it's quite sad, honestly. So, anywho's enough pity party, gentlemen. It's Reformation Day. It is, yeah, kind yes. of, almost. We're recording early. Uh-oh. It's not. Kind of, yeah. we're, we're, see, now you ruined it. <laughs> we're not live. <laughs> the fourth one. Think this is live. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's live, I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so here we are recording a week advance it is mm-hmm. monday night at 10 o'clock at my time <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for your information 
Uh, and yeah, so we're recording a special Reformation Day episode because these two gentlemen approached me with the idea and they were super excited about talking about the Reformation and what actually happened, what spurred it, a little bit of history. We're going to go over some of the stuff that Luther did and their forward. Uh, we won't go through all Reformation history because it spans, you know, from 1517 all the way to today. So, yeah. It's, the history is not doable for an hour show. So we're going to focus yeah, right. mostly on what happened on this day. So yes, I'm going to turn it over to you, gentlemen, because I think, Christopher, you had some stuff you wanted to tackle or ask questions about or anything of that nature. I did, but um, I'm having trouble switching over here. Uh, I did, actually. Um, and as you said, you know, we're not going to look over the broad scope of, of Reformation, uh, history in itself because it's gonna that's gonna cover numerous events it's gonna involve numerous people um i mean and that should of course you know take an interest and learn about it um we have a brother uh nick on crisis the cure that's done a series where he's looked at some of the things uh some of the uh, people some of the events outside of luther outside of what we're going to talk about tonight um so we're going to look at that i would say it was kind of the shot heard around the world, the spark, or what people, for, as, again, all these different people were involved, different events were involved and whatnot, um, what most of history will look at as that spark would be this. And it was Martin Luther's posting in the year 1517 um, of what's known as the 95 Theses um, on the church door at Wittenberg. Yes, and you so, um, must and you must be able to pronounce it right. It's not Wittenberg; it's Wittenberg. Wittenberg. Yes, I, I if think you're I've German. Heard Sproul, I've heard Sproul saying it so many times, Wittenberg, and it just kind of stuck in my brain. So <laughs> it, I, I, I think I think I even consciously try to say Wittenberg, and it's like it just pops out. But no, um, the ninety five theses. I want to, if I may, Alex. I want to share the. Uh, I don't know. Is this? Um, I don't know if they call this the title, the the mm. heading, the grouping. Um, yeah. It was at the top of the document. Um, now with the, and I know you're gonna, we're gonna get a bit more of the history uh, of this. Uh, we're gonna look at, as you said, at Martin Luther a bit um, to kind of shortly introduce the concept. This was uh, Martin Luther. Uh, an educator also there at Wittenberg, I believe it was, um, wanting to start a discussion. He wanted to start a debate. It's just yep. kind of a scholarly sort of a thing. Um, and it was even written in the language of the, uh, the theologians, um, Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, and this opening statement, I'll read it, and then I want to note something about it. And I'm saying from when I recently, I finally recently, in preparation for this, read through all the theses. Um and just starting at this opening point actually kind of brought this thought to mind. I'm going to read it real quick here. Uh, the 95 Theses on the Power and Efficacy of Indulgences by Martin Luther. Out of love for the truth and from desire to elucidate it, to, to explain it, make it known, the Reverend Far Father Martin Luther, Master of Arts in Sacred Theology, an ordinary, and that struck me right there, ordinary lecturer therein at Wittenberg intends to defend the following statements and to dispute on them in that place. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he asks that those who cannot be present and dispute with him orally shall do so in their absence by letter. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And that is Mic what struck drop. me about it. 
this was such an ordinary thing. Yes. Um, I think I think in the popular, um, I, I don't know, would you call it the popular imagination of uh, Protestants? Um, I would say it's seen sort of as this defiant revolutionary act, you know, mm-hmm. shake our fist at the machine, shake our fist at the system. But it was an ordinary lecturer, uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther, um, or the Reverend Father Martin Luther, Luther, hair doctor there, um, ordinary act of wanting to start that scholarly debate. Yeah. Ordinaries can be, but how did God use it and what were its effects? I I want to answer that Thomas before you mm-hmm. just just because I want to steal your thunder. Do it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. What you did know, I set up here? I I no but I I think you hit a good point Chris because if you if you take the events of the reformation and and, and I think we try to fantasize and and I, there's a certain word for it but make it really bigger than it was like we want romanticize right it. yeah romanticize it i think we want luther to be this like you know steaming hot pot, angry monk and he's just <laughs> vigorously writing these down just i mean and he's breaking quills because he's so mad he's burning into the table I mean, just oh. pure anger he, right and oh, then he man. comes and then he comes to the church door and he's got this massive mallet he's just wailing <laughs> on that door you know, and his shirt's shredded because he's so pissed. I mean, just angry dude. And I, I'm I, trying to find the dramatic music to back it. Just I, to yeah. Fix, highlight the point. It's dramatizing. <laughs> it's, it's romanticizing. It, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And and really, more than likely, what it is, is probably over the course of the year 1517, Luther started to realize certain things that were wrong with the Roman Catholic Church. And he started writing them mm-hmm. down. And then he says, boy, I've got a whole list of problems that I found with the Roman church. I need to go and debate this. And so he takes it to the door, nails it, because that's what they did in this time. They they put things up on a message board in the Basically. public squares, and that's how they talked and debated through stuff. That 1517 Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Um I think it's really um, we we can sometimes get the Protestant thing out of hand a little bit Um, because we talk about, you know, well, we're still pro testing and everything like that. And well, yes, we are. Um, Yeah. um, Martin Luther first started or attempted to reform the Catholic church back to script, 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 scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that, that's a very important thing. And I mean, he tried for years upon years and, and then even going further out, I realized this, this is about Martin Luther, but if you look at Zwingli and you look at Calvin, you look at Knox, all of them tried to reform where they were at until it just, couldn't happen anymore um this wasn't just a middle finger and then we're gonna start our own thing yeah you know um much like a um certain sect of young wrestlers reform wants wants to Mm -hmm. think it it was Mm um you know um and and when when we're talking about what happened at this um you know, at at the Wittenberg um, 
door. This is where um, the Reformation started. It didn't start with um, an institute of the Christian life, no matter how wonderful that that is. And it didn't start with the common book of prayer. It it started with these 95 theses, and it had to do with repentance. Mm -hmm. And we see that this was a a gentle way, even though the theses, some, some of them really aren't that gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he pre he pre- prefaces this towards the Pope. Um, he, he's really trying to come at this from a, a, um, j- just a very meek mind. Yeah. Um, you know, um, again, he's he's not plastering it for uh, late late layman to see. He's he's having it for a an academic discuss, discuss discussion. And Chris, I'm sure you'll get into this um, pretty soon. But it it wasn't until um, younger stu- students saw it and felt the need to put it in in. Um, in in the common language by way of the printing press bingo and the printing press the gutenberg press i believe it was um 14 something i don't remember the exact year but within 100 years i believe prior to this correct yeah i think it was pretty close to that yeah sometime in the 1400s i know Mm -hmm. that so and that they had the technology in place um i i completely forgot I was thinking about this earlier. I completely forgot about the, uh, yeah, they put it in the common language so that it would spread outside of the scholars, outside of the learned. It would spread to the common man. And it's like you get the scholars pondering these things and the discussion that uh, Martin Luther originally intended on. That's one thing. You get the common man pondering these things and thinking, hey, wait, they're taking this money from us for this purpose that we have our hearts set on. What? The indulgences. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, I, I guess we should ask ourselves before we start getting into it, what what really yeah. are the indulgences or the merits that the Roman Catholics had presented for the people? Like what? Because I mean, if we read the 95 Thesis, as Thomas had said, it's focused on repentance. And so mm-hmm. in that, he was aiming to say that all of these things that the Roman Catholic Church has presented will not actually earn you anything. Yeah. And- oh, hello. Right. So, yeah. yeah um, and then we, I, I don't think, you know, we would be completely amiss if we didn't, um, bring up the verse that God used, um, Yes. To to shine shine to I guess open Martin Luther's eyes to this, and that's Romans one set seventeen. For the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. What was you know um. I even think sometimes we, we choose to um, romanticize 
the um, the indulgences, even though, um, yes, there were some men that were incredibly um, twisted with it. Yeah, that's um, um, and we make it seem like everybody was that dude, Tetzel. Yeah. Uh, most of what I, if you read through the, the-, the- theses, yes, he does talk about men like Tet- 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 Tetzel. But if you even look at Martin Luther's life, um, it, it was when he did his penance of crawling up the 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 stairs in rome yeah Yeah. and it was him saying who knows if it even works Mm -hmm. yeah question that was a penance it wasn't just the paying money in it everything it was the it was all the other works and Mm. that's really what i think martin luther is focusing on um and i think it's spelled out pretty well in the 95 theses listen whether it's crawling up a a a flight of stairs um saying however many hail marys or throwing um throwing coins in a in a in a in a pot for for penances all of it is works and all of it is your works yeah and martin luther here is say say say, saying basically from romans 17 is that the just live by faith the faith and the finished work of christ and, and that very statement is exactly what blew the common person's mind because they never, they've never heard that preached before ever. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, go, go ahead. I, I had a thought. It, it escapes me right now, but go ahead. Good job, Chris. I know. Wonderful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's that old age. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, go ahead. You got something, Thomas? Yeah, I was gonna say j- just a, a n- another one of the things. Um, <clears throat> so we talked about how the academic ar- ar- arguments were made in lat- lat- Latin, but one thing that we should actually pre- premise to uh, Chris was saying that nobody heard. Um, um justified by fa- oh wait that 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 was you alex maybe it was one of you mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's all right we all sound alike on the mic you, tell, you two sound we so do. so so alike yeah. um, um but what uh what it was kind of needed to understand too, just a little bit more of a backdrop i know we've done so much backdrop right now but I mean, this is another huge, huge thing. It wasn't just academic discussions and debates that were happening in Latin. It was the Lord's Day services as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So even if somebody would have said that that we are justified by the finished work of Christ, none of the commoners would have been able to understand it. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not in their language to understand. That's pretty deep, man. And that really hits hard for exactly the purpose and meaning behind everything that Luther went after. Yeah. So Chris, I think you had some thoughts or something surrounding the 95 thesis. The thought in trying to recapture that thought that had kind of escaped me, I'm not sure it would have, well, it it was in regards to how we're talking about penance a lot here. Right. Um, And there was a fascinating thing I heard in, uh, there was some podcast I had caught about the 95 theses at some point, and it looked at uh, another aspect of the language uh, of that time. Um, Wherein the new Testament, it was written originally in Greek in Koine Greek. Um, the Latin, and this was stuff I was kind of just learning newly, I guess you would say. Um, the Latin is more of a legal uh, language. The Greek is more of a philosophical language. Um, I tie that in. Basically, that idea, it was fascinating to see. I don't even know how that t- thought ties in. It was fascinating to see how what was repentance in the original language in Latin, in the Latin became understood as this idea of making penance. Mm-hmm. Um, and penance, we see that, uh, obviously that's a lot of the thrust in the 95 theses. Um, and the word penance, neither can, this is a theses number two, which a quick side thought on theses. Um, we might think of the modern, I guess the modern concept of theses, which would be, Oh, I wrote a theses paper as a senior in college and it was uh, so many pages long and whatnot. Um, th- these are each kind of like a brief statement. Uh, I think each one is actually a sentence, uh, I believe. Um, so theses number two, and the word penance neither can nor may be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, that is to confession and atonement as exercised under the priest's ministry. Maybe I should have started with the first one. Um, uh, mind if I kind of do a do-over? I'll read the first three. Would that be okay, Alex? <laughs> yeah, go we'll for it. Off yeah. Don't worry, um, this is staying in the show. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, straight <laughs> meditation style. No editing. None whatsoever. We are, we are, I at least I am bat. You guys are doing fine. I'm batting a thousand here tonight. Um, statement one, feces <laughs> one. Um, our Lord and Master Jesus Christ, in saying, repent ye, etc., intended that the whole life of his believers on earth, on earth should be a constant penance. Number two, and the word penance neither can nor may be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, capital letters there, sacrament of penance, that is to confession and atonement as exercised under the priest's ministry. Number three, nevertheless, he does not think of inward penance only, rather is inward penance worthless unless it produces various outward mortifications of the flesh. I know one thing um, at that time, to at least some extent, I don't know if that's even right to say that. The Roman Catholic Church, um, there was supposed to be some semblance of real, real penance, real um, confession, real uh, repentance, you know? So I guess at least at its inception, I'm butchering the history. Alex, I'm really hoping being the more learned uh, <laughs> Lutheran here can help with this. But basically the idea slowly developed into where we got here with Tetzel, uh, the guy that was known for selling the indulgences that caught the concern of Luther, um, where we got there. Well, what would you say, Alex? Well, so I think Thomas alluded to it earlier. Not all of the Roman or not all of Christians, if you would, at this time were seeped in this sort of 
rigorous legalistic mindset. Uh, This does come teaching wise from the Pope. And that means the Pope, the Cardinals, the bishops, all of them taught this manner, but some were more extreme than others and sought after ways to, you know, make their parishes more wealthy, you know, on the backs of the people in their congregations. And so when Luther comes along and does his, uh, does the nailing there, uh, it, it, it what it really it kind of took a little bit of a, a time period for this to like shift because we don't really see uh, a ton of action happen really until about 1520 and yeah. that that's when he's called in front of the uh into the Roman Catholic Church and he has to renounce his writings and his teachings uh, otherwise he'll be excommunicated uh he, yes sir. yes yeah, so the the Diet of Worms. So mm-hmm. he he does he comes in. He says, "I can't recant. Uh, I cannot recant. I cannot give up what I what I stand. I stand on the Word of God." And after that, that I think was like part two of the Reformation because that really seemed to set Luther and the and the Reformation apart from the Roman Catholic yeah. Church. And yeah. And so the the 95 thesis in themselves are great instruments to help us see uh, the I'd use the word tyranny that the Roman Catholic Church presented to the people uh, in in their time. And, And you guys have said it well, too. They didn't teach in anything other than Latin. So if you didn't read Latin or understand it when you went to mass you had no idea what was being spoken you just you just sat there and you you expected to be you know given the uh healing powers of salvation and things like that but only based upon the the priest's uh, you know instruction to you in order uh, for you to achieve that so they would read the scripture in latin and then they would probably preach in their common language but yeah but you know, none of these people in Luther's time had read a Bible. Not not a single person, and, and even monks had, you know, they weren't readily available for monks to have. And so, for Luther to have a copy is significant. And him reading Romans uh, one sixteen and seventeen really sparked much of his uh, fire essentially after the 1517 incident uh the romans one was his like backbone when he went into the diet of worms and so uh, it's kind of you know a a basic very very basic history uh in a nutshell if you would yeah yeah that i i I would also um just kind of um you know everything alex said was great um but I would say at the Diet of, of of Worms is when is when Luther became pro- Protestant. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's when he yeah. saw that that there was going to be no no peace with Rome, and I think that is when you know that's when a bit of the um, you know he he had already been in fiery debates and everything. But that's when a lot of his um, 
a lot of his more, I guess, um, fire, fiery language came came about about the Catholic Church and about the Pope. Um, but um, all the way up, up 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 until till then, it was a reformation of the Catholic Church of the Roman Church. Yeah. Um. Um. All the way up until that 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 point. And. And to piggyback off that too, something else to make note of is when Luther sought to essentially take on the, the the Roman Catholic Church, he wasn't looking to reform everything. It it evolved into various things later in his ministry, but this initial period of time between fifteen seventeen and fifteen twenty, his biggest focus was this uh, indulgences and and merits of repentance and things of that nature. That was his biggest uh go after and and i'm just looking at i got the list in front of me i'm just looking at some of these and you know like read uh 42 here Uh, this is thesis 42 christians are to be taught that the pope does not intend that buying indulgences should in any way be compared with works of mercy christians are to be taught that he who gives to the poor or leads to the or lends to the needy does a better deed than he who buys indulgences. That was 43. 44. Because love grows by works of love, man thereby becomes better. Man does not, however, become uh, better by means of indulgences, but is merely freed from penalties. And then he, he just continues to go on. And what he's trying to do in all this is separate the lay person from the iron grip that the Roman Catholic church held on them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in a way you, you you can see, um, you know, respectable, um, rebukes of, of the church authority in Rome as well. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, the 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 basically calling them to repent. Um, yep. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I I think it it's completely wrong for us to think that any of the players in the Reformation didn't like anything that was going on in um, in the Roman Church. So they created their a whole new thing, and that that's that's just simply not true. Um, um, there there was no um, you, you know what uh, if if we look at a lot of things, um, a lot of the things are still 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 the same same. Especially if you look look, look at um the roman catholics like church's doctrine of god is absolutely sound and amazing like anytime you get a chance read thomas aquinas quiet quietness's uh works on god mm-hmm. on the doctrine of god they're absolutely amazing but you know um when you get things that are essential to the gospel wrong it really doesn't matter what you get right. Right. 
um, you know, Paul even explains, explains, explains it in first Galatians that, that there is no other God gospel. And if somebody had, has preached to you another God, God gospel, let them be accursed. Mm-hmm. Now it is fitting to say that after Lu, 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 Luther, um, made his statements at diet, diet of worms, I think it might be fitting for us to talk about the council of Trent at least for a little bit. Oh yeah. We can talk about article. What was it? Article 15. Well, Hmm. that's a good question. I have to bring that up. But Uh, one of the, one of the articles in there literally says that if you believe in justification by faith alone, let him be anathema. Let him be. Uh, Yeah. I know that one. Still. Hold that. That is an active, held doctrine in the Roman Catholic Church, which says in Galatians that that's a bit of a new gospel. It's the moment the mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church anathemized the gospel. It's, the it, gospel. Itself, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in itself. Well, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they proclaim the true gospel, anathema, and in in itself, in that act, anathemized themselves. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it's now the other aspect to the Council of Trent um, is that this did happen over the course of a long period of time. Uh, it went from 1545 to 1563, uh, and there were 25 total sessions. Uh, so you're probably thinking of the second session. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's paragraphs long stuff that they talk about um pages and pages and pages of stuff in each session because they were going after uh what luther had started and as you had said it was their biggest rebuttal was this uh saved by faith alone that was their biggest focus to try and tackle because it took control away from the church it, it not not to make the church irrelevant but it made the church not powerful in the sense of it being a power to to reckon with during the the last thousand years that the Roman Catholic Church has had power yeah yeah, yeah absolutely this this <clears throat> incredibly long time to find i went on a small side rabbit hole here in my mind um mm. talking about what the catholic roman catholic church uh, i'll be careful to say that the roman catholic church mm-hmm. uh, holds to um so that sent me digging into uh for the theses i i it sounded like i was reading along when you were reading some of the uh theses alex and it sounded like we were on different uh versions i know some different translations have occurred yeah i, I have a different one reading, I think you're reading the Logos one. I'm in an app called Christian Creeds and uh, Confessions. And you can pull up a number of a wildly diverse number of things here, number of documents. And I have the Catholic Catechism before me. I think it's the 1992 uh, Straight from Rome. Mm. Uh, Article 2 of, I don't know, Chapter 3, God, Salvation, Law, and Grace. Article 2, Grace and Justification. I was trying to find this. Um, We'd look under Justification, right? Uh, himself, I think just in accordance with Jesus, repentance, the remission of sins, 
uh, contradicts love, reconciles with God, frees from enslavement, uh, the acceptance of God's righteousness through faith. Trying to find a statement that kind of puts this in perspective. Maybe I'm not. If somebody wants to carry on with a different thought, I'll see if I find it. Uh, go ahead and let's, uh, we'll keep rolling with that. Uh, your, your rabbit holes uh, can, be, men- uh, can be entertaining sometimes. A rabbit hole in it. It's- even end up anywhere <laughs> yeah it's like the right it's like the box full of things that i thought of at absolute last minute possible um <laughs> yeah 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 uh, go ahead guys go ahead carry on <laughs> yeah so i i think we just get back to i mean again we can go down a hundred different paths and try and and explain all of this history but uh Nick from Crisis Cures, Chris had said, had done an extensive Reformation uh, series on his podcast. There's a lot of good podcasts out there that do uh, extensive deep dives into the history of all of this going on, uh, and they present pretty good information. Uh, yeah. R.C. Sproul has some great teachings on it. And, you know, I think it's just, um, I think. It's just, I don't know, like what I'm trying to get at in all of this is we can romanticize about it, but I I don't think we need to make it bigger than what it was. But what happened, though, is, is it wasn't the action of Luther. It was the word of God that made this explosion. And, And I think sometimes we we romanticize around the people. And not not what was actually happening. God's word was screaming at Luther, saying, "You will shout me from your you know rooftop." And so Luther took this and, and went and proclaimed it to the world. It wasn't Luther's own doing. It was the Holy Spirit telling Luther, "Do these things." And, and whether you're a Calvinist or, or Presbyterian or Dutch Calvinist or whatever Protestant bucket you fall into. Each of those men that took this charge, they were just mere men, no different than Paul, Peter, John, and and Simon, and mm-hmm. all of those guys. They're yeah. just mere men. It was the word of God that exploded onto the scene. You know, the printing press helps because now we can uh, print Bibles at such a fast rate, and it's become the the number one book sold in the history of the world. It's also the number one banned book in all of the world. Mm-hmm. And all of this because of a couple small events. We had the printing press in the late 1400s. We had uh, John Huss who stood against the Roman Catholic Church. And then 100 years later, we have Luther standing against the Roman Catholic Church. And then we have Cal. Before Huss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much going on, right? And 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 it's – I, to study the Reformation history, I took a whole class on it, and we focused primarily on the Lutheran Reformation. And and I had to read, I don't know, four or five books during the class, and that still was like only giving us big pictures, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't digging into the the grind that these men went through to to make this uh, happen. And, and again, as we said at the top of the show, Luther didn't set out to to flip the world on its head. It was a I, I see a discrepancy and I have to correct it. I have to fix it. Mm. That's right. 
You know, I, I think, you know, we, we keep talking about podcasts and different resources and stuff like that. Um, listen, y'all li- listening, if you if you haven't listened or aren't listening to uh, Luther in real time, highly yes. encourage it. It mm. is a wonderful and it talks about this, this basically time um that this time between um basically luther's um what 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 would you say his invitation to the to or his his command to recant um and everything that was going on between that 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 time and i think one of the coolest things that i think we can see in that little podcast and they're they're short they're short podcasts and they're really well done pretty entertaining as well yeah. um yeah go but, listen to all of season one yeah. yeah yeah um but one of the coolest things is you can see martin luther's other dog doctrine starting to become more i guess what you would call protestant um, as that podcast goes along be, before he stands before the diet, diet of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the point in me saying all that is good theology starts with getting the gospel right. Right. And, and that's where God started reforming Luther first is he started reforming Luther through his, 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 his word to reform him back to scripture and gospel. So, uh, just because I'm always blunt and and honest in my show, um, our, our time is dwindling because we have uh, prior obligations and apparently both of my kids didn't want to fall asleep when when they should have. So, uh, I know Thomas, your time's ticking out and yeah, I'm we old got, man. I gotta go to bed. Yeah, he's old. He's like I'm 88. 30, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So well I'm only 35, but I was gonna say Alex, you're only like five years old older than but, but, but I feel but I feel like I'm 90, so are you like smack in the middle of the two yeah, well, I, I am, yeah. I think so. Look at that. <laughs> I'm like the middle child in this rambunctious family of ours. That's um right. So the Baptist is the youngest too. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, give it, give it time. We'll, we'll come. No. You. You're, you're, you're just, you're still, you know, in that stage. Um, so some other good resources. It's a good stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you get, if you go to like, if you go to Spotify and search 1517, you're going to get a whole list of 1517 podcasts. There's a whole family oh. of them. And uh, actually my professor that I listen to and study under uh, does what's called Outlaw God. He's wrote a whole book on it. He's got a couple books out there, uh, but it's it, the podcast is more about moving from theological speculation to proclamation. And it's got uh, Stephen Paulson, Dr. Stephen Paulson and Caleb Keith uh, run the show and they're, there's episodes. Looks like every couple of days. Uh, there's a whole plethora of them on here. It looks like they've done kind, kindness and the law, Exodus 34, God's kindness, justice and fairness, uh, modility, ex nilo, ex nilo high, 
Romans 4.17. I mean, so there's a whole bunch here, right? So that's one. Theocast shows up in this list. I love uh, Theocast. Yeah. Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when you hold the gospel, we're all brothers and we're all fans. It's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. We're just all so, weird cousins. We're just weird yeah, I like cousins. It. I like it. <laughs> So search 1517 in your podcast and you'll get a whole group of good stuff. And as I always attest to make sure you read your Bible first and and do your research on, on a, on a preacher before you pick up uh, and listen to him. So uh, I want to respect your guys' time because Thomas is old and I've got screaming kids. Um, <laughs> Chris, do you got anything to add before we close this short, shorter show than we wanted to out? Uh, I, I guess I have a closing thought that kind of just takes it back to some of uh, what I was excited about there in the beginning, if you don't mind. Mm. Yep. Um, so as I was saying, what really strikes me about all of this and all of this rich Reformation history is just seeing God's hand uh, in history and uh, and I will take this back to scripture as we saw what was not some fierce revolutionary, but just someone that wanted to start a discussion to possibly reform some errors in the church. Um, a meek man that, as we had mentioned, the Diet of Worms, even there where everyone thinks he makes the really bold statement, he needed a night to think things over. Uh, he prayed and he prayed uh, intensely. And then he came back and I believe it was said that he quietly stated that uh, all that aside. I point all of that to scripture in trusting Christ's words in Matthew 16, 18. Uh, On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because uh, as it pertains to, I I think that as pertains to something I saw Dustin Bengi, Benj, I don't know how to pronounce that uh, post. I think it was today. I will build my church. I, the supremacy of Christ, we see that, will the plan of Christ build the work of Christ, my the possession of Christ church, the bride of Christ. In all this, in all of church history, we see God's providence. We see God's will uh, being executed. We see God's plan, and we see his hand in control of all of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Thomas, yeah. you want to you say anything on that? Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, um, I know Chris had a quote in there, but um, I, I was actually flipping through script, 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 scripture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good there, turn. There's the, the smack in the face that we were waiting for. Right? Took us 45 <laughs> minutes to get here. That's fine. <laughs> um, leave, it, leave it to the Baptist to throw punches. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I I gotta hold true, um, but <laughs> um, you know um, <clears throat> what Chris was ta- talking about. You know, again the the fact again I, I think we have this uber super strong, and not saying that Luther wasn't a strong firm man, but we have this. I think unrealistic uh, superhero yeah. view on him um, that we don't even actually know if he said, you know, um, the whole uh, the I the here I stand I can do no other. Yeah, uh, it's been kind of disputed. 
Yeah, we don't even know if he said, said said that. What we do know is that he asked for 24 hours to think it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After a lot of talk and debates that he was a, you know, that with Erasmus and other and other um uh priest fa- 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 fathers. Um and he was very bold in in those uh in those debates. And then here at the Diet of Worms, he he's meek and asks for a day to pray. Yeah. And then comes back quietly and says, you know, if he said it, it was quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. No, I think that's well pointed because, and it should be an echoing to us today. I think Christians sometimes think that it's our duty to pick up the fight and literally be as brass about things as possible where we make far more of an impact when we uh, demonstrate control and wisdom and meekness over a situation so gentlemen great show i hope the content was interesting edifying and uh rewarding to those three or four people who listen to these to the show two and a half Uh, Two and a half. Uh, so somebody's got a dog or something in their house that has to suffer through it. That's my deaf dog. Your deaf dog. <laughs> <laughs> At least they don't have to hear us babble on it. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, guys, you know, thanks for coming on. Make sure you uh, that are listening go and listen to Ezra Reads the Law and Redeem Meditations, where you can listen to those guys babble on and on. Uh, give you a break from my terrible voice and uh jazz smooth jazz voice well if i can get back into the studio after i put the kids to sleep i'm gonna rock that smooth jazz for friday's episode so (laughs) nice all right kids i'm out so uh thanks for coming on and i hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode as much as i did and hopefully it's uh it'll be edifying amen god bless everybody have a good night Later. Behold him and the